0: course. Oh, just keep going.
1: Uh, we are. Don't worry. Hey, Evan, how's it going, <laughs> bud? <laughs> it's going good.
0: I <laughs> the opening already.
1: Technical difficulties of uh, Zoom.
0: <laughs> week 47. It's like week six of social isolation, and we still don't know what we're doing.
1: No, nope, we don't. No. Uh, but welcome, guys, to episode 48 of EDH EDHREC, the Finite Commander podcast, where we talk about anything that's not infinite, and we shit on Labman.
0: Yes, I that think that's a all. general trend.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, mutate now is going to become a new shitter for me, but that's fine.
0: Well, well yeah, because uh, commanders, what every other form or companions, what every other the commander light is what every other format can shit on. But I guess we're stuck with mutate.
1: Interesting point. Uh, before I like, jump into this point, actually, we'd like to bring in our guest here. So we, again, like I said, because we have uh, we have this pro format of Zoom, we can bring guests on. So until this runs out. We're bringing on our patrons. Another patron who's joined us, uh, an actual personal friend of ours, uh, Graham. Graham, how are you doing? I'm doing good, guys. How are you? Good, good, good. We're excited. Good, I was kind of thinking
0: here. we just leave you there. Yeah, it should be fun.
1: Graham is a Graham is a relatively new player, so we brought him on to talk about what it's like to jump into a scene as a new player. But before we jump into that topic, I want to point out that uh, Ludus Lurus is the first banned vintage card that's not conspiracy <laughs> anti or manual dexterity or shaharzad.
0: Or Shahar yeah, it's like the first real card that's been banned yeah. in vintage.
1: Yeah, it's the because... it's the only one in the format that's ever been banned that's not just banned for like some other messed up reason. It's banned because it's just too powerful.
0: Yeah the closest to a real card banned is Shaharzad, but that's not really a real card. It's it's, it's funny, such a
1: whenever like when they talked to i think it was was it richard garfield who said when they said if you can make a deck of all one card he was like shaharazad
0: <laughs> yeah he talked about there was some deck that all it did was like play subsequent copies of shaharazad until like the opponent ran out of cards in their <laughs> library or something uh, and he was like the deck was hilarious it's like see you're fun <laughs> yeah yeah
1: that, that would be i would hate the person who did that but at the same time i begrudgingly admire them for the dedication
0: yeah yeah, so uh, Companion is fair and balanced. It's doing fine.
1: <laughs> it's not ruining every other format of Magic <laughs> at all.
0: <laughs> every format's Commander in the year of Commander.
1: It seems like they planned it that way, didn't they?
0: Yeah, yeah. And now, get we're the, um, now we're getting the... Uh, now we're getting... Graham, are you excited for Double Masters?
2: Yeah. yeah it's, I mean, very much so. I'm well, excited to you, get some cards that i can get in a pack that i don't have to pay 50 bucks for i was going to say it must
1: be exciting for like a player like you who just jumped into the game uh to have this come out at this time because this can really and this is what i'd recommended to you had jumped in right around the same time as another friend of ours and i'd said to both of you "You guys should just buy a few boxes of those master sets because they will give you sort of a backbone of cards to build off of and trade off of and this looks like a really good one if you want to just collect you know, uh, all of the top
2: cheese. Yep,
0: blade. Blight- yeah. Well, you don't need a blade steel, but uh, one. What <laughs> no, I like No, a- no, you guys have taught me that much at least. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what my hesitance to be excited is like. Mana Crypt and Blade Steel. We could do without both of those cards.
1: <laughs> Doubling season, we could probably have done without two. To be honest.
0: Yeah, but there's lots of people who want it, and it's too expensive. I agree with that one, but Blightsteel... Steel, and. It's good that Blightsteel and Mana Crypt are expensive because it means no one plays them.
1: <laughs> the Jumpstart Packs I was reading has over 500 reprints and 37 new cards. Ooh, wow. 37. A whole 37. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah, because that's coming out soon. We're getting flooded here. But uh, right, what I was saying with uh, Masters is um, when I was disappointed that they lied to us and said Masters was going away. Um, is the, the advantage of Masters, it keeps, it keeps the value uh, down of cards um, because they reprint them. And then they, they go back up, but it allows people to go pick up these cards. Um, I'm more of a fan of just buying the cards you need than buying the packs, but people like packs.
1: Yeah, I'm not a big uh, pack cracker anymore. I used to be. The urge is there occasionally, uh, but it's not one of those things anymore that I buy because I, I need to. It's when I have the money. Like if I have a little bit of extra cash, I'll be like, oh, I'll buy a pack and see what I crack. Yeah, you're like, Inevitably buy a lottery no ticket
0: or a master's pack.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, and like I did buy those two mystery booster boxes. One was for my birthday, though, and the other one was just because it just looked ridiculous, and it was, to open like 1,700 you're also, cards.
0: You were also bored.
1: I, it was COVID, and I was extremely bored.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> I recall us talking about how you didn't like the set. And then you went and cracked two boxes.
1: <laughs> I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was the nostalgia because the first box I cracked like a dra- Draco or something or that artifact from back in the day. And I was like, this is what I opened back in the day. Like, ah. But anyhow, uh, on to the topic. So yeah, so Graham yeah. is here to uh, talk to us, answer our questions, I guess, about uh, what it's like to jump in. So Graham, what was it like for you
2: to uh, sort
1: of join this game? so late in the game i guess you could say
2: well i mean i remember because uh, you know we've been playing board games and stuff together for a long time i was like brian i i want a new game you know i want one that doesn't suck up too much of my time and is really <laughs> easy to learn and isn't going to cost me too much uh in terms of money and time and she's like oh just come play this thing called commander and unfortunately that kind of hooked me yeah. so good, and good selling there brian it, it it about a a, 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 it's, it's been about a year give or take and now i'm on a podcast <laughs> devoted to that thing so yeah yeah, yeah I, I think it worked out for the better though
1: i, I do too i mean it, it is it's it's a daunting thing i know even still for me like if i'm filling out a deck now and you i have to say that your collection yours and our other friends you both started about the same time there you guys jump started your collection. Like you, Graham, were were quite oh, yeah. savvy wheeler wheeler and dealer, like jumping on the Facebook groups to get the get the deals. Like a few of your purchases were really, really really veteran purpose purchases.
2: Yeah. Well quite impressed with them. I mean uh, some of them turned out well. One I think I got him off Kijiji, which is uh Canada's uh uh Craigslist in case anybody the knows what that is. Yeah, but I, I bought somebody's uh You know, it was just supposed to be a bunch of cards he was getting rid of. And uh, mostly I just wanted it to sort of have a a base of cards that I could draw from that wasn't going to be, you know, expensive. I think I paid him like 50 bucks and there was, I don't know, like three, four hundred dollars worth of cards in there. He hadn't quite uh, Canadian dollars, mind you, but still, uh, you know. Yeah, no. kind of jump started that too, and I just I got a Jumped few a lucky few pulls
1: there. Like always, good always good calls to buy some lands because they never pretty much even if they go down, they usually bounce back up once they cycle out. Uh, it's always it's always a good play, and you made a lot of good purchases there. Like your decks yeah. have come quite along in a year. I also didn't realize it was a year, man. That flies fast. Yeah, locked indoors for two months. Um, but yeah, so I guess my follow up question to that is like how how did it and then I'll, I guess I'll let Evan have a chance. How, uh, how did you feel jumping into a scene that was already kind of established? Because you showed up to a tournament rather early. Uh, you know. I know that your, your rules weren't down as hard as they are now. Like, How did that – was it intimidating?
2: Uh, it was – it wasn't really because I didn't know how, com- how complex the, uh, the game was in the beginning, right? So I'm like, oh, well, it can't be. I've I played Pokemon with my kids. It can't be worse than that right?
0: Same game now.
2: Yeah, I know. But you know, a year ago, it was a little tougher. But uh, yeah, and I I think Dunning-Kruger kind of really hit me hard. So I was like, yeah, this is awesome. (laughs) And I somehow drew really well in that first tournament. And I like won a game. And I was like, Oh, this is amazing. And yeah, and then I spent like six months losing literally, like every I mean, and it was a very educational six months, but it was, yeah, it was a while. I got too cocky. You know, I flew too close to the sun <laughs> too fast. Flew too, Icarus flew too close.
1: <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, I actually always wondered that. Like, we never actually talked about the game itself. I know we've hung out a few times since then, but, like, you know, there's always the families around and stuff like that. We've never broken it down. But, uh, yeah, I always wondered what it was like because, obviously, I jumped into Commander and Evan did after a solid base of – uh, magic education, shall we say? I've been playing since '94. Evan's been playing since I don't know when.
0: '96 uh, might be the first time I picked it up.
1: Yeah, so like it was sixty card only, and there was no such thing as commander. So commander wasn't too much of a shift for me. But then I realized, like, you jumped into probably the most difficult format, uh, at least the most varied format in Magic. Yeah. Like
0: it's the most complicated.
2: It gets there because for sure. you have to know
0: like every rule comes up in commander.
2: Yes. Yeah. I when we play in person, I know I look like I text a lot, but I'm like furiously looking up what cards mean and what this keyword does so that you, know, that you is... don't have to correct me quite so much.
1: That is the best part about our Discord games is that I just have a second window open and I just look up rules. <laughs> yeah. All all the time. Like I'm just constantly looking up rules for these uh these cards.
2: Yeah, well, I, I got to do that, too, because I can't read half of them. They use potatoes as webcams, I think. Yeah, yeah I think that's a Iowa. shot at me. <laughs> no, it well, I work. mean, it might be, but you won't see it on your screen.
0: <laughs> I don't think I've played you yet, but uh, my, my camera's pretty bad.
2: His camera is
1: treacherous. My camera's not the best. But that's because of the lighting in the room I'm in, but your camera's actually just legit bad.
0: Well, that, it's broken. That's the problem. <laughs>
2: Ram's yours goes in and out of focus. Yeah, you move your hand, so yeah, I still haven't figured out how to turn that off. Um, Probably because I'm using an actual webcam.
1: Yeah, which is weird that the cell phones came in sort of better quality for this. Yeah, I yeah. guess webcams are just made for porn. Apparently, just that's Apparently. the
2: only Oh, well, uh, That's why I bought mine. Must <laughs> oh, a family thing. podcast uh yeah you've no, never no. declared that ever <laughs> no if anyone's children's are listening yeah. to this then you're bad that's bad, parent. that's bad, bad parent. parenting <laughs> bad bad parenting we
0: should ask if people listen to this on, you know you listen to a podcast and you're like if you have young ones in the car you should skip ahead i wonder if there's anyone who's like shut up kids we're listening to edh record
1: <laughs> I have to wonder if anyone ever just says, we're listening to EDH rec. Um, <laughs> a little on the shut up kids part. Evan, did you want to, uh, to to quiz Graham about anything?
0: Yeah, my my sort of uh, lead off of that was, um, uh, you just sort of mentioned getting in and I always feel like, uh, you know, when I try to convince people unsuccessfully to join, uh, sort of a part of my head is is sort of the, the buy-in. And I guess my, my sort of question for you is about whether or not you feel when you were playing, was a difficulty for you the fact that you hadn't bought in as much as you know? Like I've been collecting, so we won't talk about what I've spent over years. Um, but I have. My clearly, wife would
1: divorce me if I ever talked about the total <laughs> amount I've spent over the last twenty years on magic.
0: Yeah. So, so I guess my point is: is did you find like in games, did you feel? that because you said you were on like a streak of losing would you think that was more knowledge based or was it more of like a like a a pay to play like if only you had better cards you would have won
2: uh i think to a point yeah i mean there's definitely you know a number of staples that everybody has in their decks and you know some of them are you know five ten twenty dollar cards so yeah there's there there's a bit of a like a little money shock like i bought like one, like one of the 2018s, the Sahili precon, and we kind of played around. And you know, I probably brought that to the first few games we had and bought some upgrades for it. But yeah, after a while, it became pretty evident. But you know, I go home, I was like, oh, that was, that was a cool card. I'm like, All right, let me see what the holy shit. Okay, <laughs> uh, no, no. But I mean, I've I've also learned that, you know, if if you're gonna go out and spend money, you know, like ten five dollar cards or twenty you know two dollar cards is a lot better in your deck than one fifty dollar card because you i mean you have to draw it right
0: yeah yeah so that and that's sort of what I'm, I'm wondering is is sort of i said for like new people um you know like is it is it hard for new people because you know basically i have a wheel of fortune that's now like 250 bucks but when i bought it two years ago it was 40 um is the fact that i have one give me an advantage or is, is there enough variety that you think new people can get away without having it
2: i think there's enough variety i mean it definitely comes down to it to a point but i mean it wasn't you know a lot of times it was just the one or two cards that everyone would have in their deck and someone would put that down and everyone would
0: go ooh. yeah right yeah.
2: like oh wow you know that's a that's an $80 card. Well, did you hear those up when those went up to 300 last week? Uh, You know, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, okay. But then after a while, you learn that that's not, well, with the exception of maybe one or two people in our group, that's not every card in their deck. Right. And they're still playing, you know, good. So, you know, commons and uncommons because, you know, good card is a good card.
1: Yeah. The staples are the staples no matter what. And luckily, I think we're fortunate in Commander, especially where our staples are like uh, Ramp, essentially. Uh, Yeah, like Rocks. Brainstorm, Kadama's Reach, Soul Ring. and These things are things that may go up to, you know, Soul Ring's like, what, like five bucks. But at the end of the day, if you're dropping $5 on a card that will go in every deck, then I think you're still getting away pretty good.
0: It's not like Legacy where, like, Force of Will's a staple in Legacy and it's $150. You need four of them.
1: Yeah, yeah. The foil force of will is $500. <laughs> well,
0: you wow. don't need a foil anything, but yeah. Well, the problem
1: with this stuff is that when they bring out a foil of a staple, people want the foils. Now, Graham, have well, you fallen because... into the foil market yet? Have you started to try no. to note anything?
2: <laughs> no, because one, well, one thing I learned early is that the unfoiled like beat-up card uh, does the exact same thing as the mint condition foil card. True. And so... You know, I mean I don't have to spend that money and jump on that insane bad way to be able to play. Like there's no advantage other than, you know, having a foiled out deck and I, I don't know, jerking off to it. I have to night. admit that
1: I, I foiled out one of my decks. I played a single game, with it foiled out <laughs> yes. or, I'm sorry, single tournament with it foiled out and immediately broke it up and started trading it off that night when I realized the the foolishness mm. of my endeavor. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the last card I got for it was it was Atraxa. The last card I got for it was a foil packed of negation. And when I priced up the deck, it was twenty eight hundred dollars. And I thought to myself, why did I just put twenty eight hundred dollars into a deck that should cost me six hundred bucks? And I didn't spend it, obviously. I traded for things and I swapped up. I traded up when things were at a high peak. But still you you think about the the, the energy I put into that and then I thought, Oh my god, what the hell did I do? So then I immediately yeah. traded most of the foils for dual lands.
0: Yes, I remember you had a a foil command tower you needed and you spent like a month trying to get it. And I think it was like the first card someone offered to trade you for.
1: <laughs> yeah. So the first trade I made was actually for three of the cards that was most coveted in my deck that I'd found, which was uh, command tower Teferi's protection and Rhystic study, but I got a tropical island out of it. So I pretty much took more than I gave.
0: Yeah. I feel like you still win in that situation.
1: I think you do because I mean, especially for dual lands and lands, like I said to Graham and like I said earlier, lands pretty much if they're, if they're over 10 bucks, they retain their value. There's been very few times I've seen a land drop you know without coming yeah. back. Yeah, you know what I mean even lands that aren't played heavily like reflecting pools and stuff maintain a 20 25 dollar value. And they're barely played. You don't see them in commander.
0: No, no. Like it, I own just... a
1: reflecting pool and I might be one of the only people I know who play it.
0: Yeah, it's like the Shocklands got reprinted, and Ravnica went down to like ten bucks. But like, I'm pretty sure Breeding Pool's like thirty already. Like a year yep. later,
1: Breeding Pool is is the highest now, and it's like thirty five dollars for the reprint. If you have a Dissension one or whatever said it came Guild, yeah. maybe it's like fifty five dollars, and the foil's like two hundred and fifty. Lands, rare lands, if they're above ten dollars, will not be a bad investment. They will always at least maintain value.
2: I'm attempting to convince my wife to bank our retirement in Magic cards if Mag-
1: magic could retain if, if it was like a long-term investment i just don't know what mtg is doing right now like wizards of the coast is confusing me with their push to sort of just flood the market i don't know if they're trying to kill the secondary market but it's ridiculous right now well, when, they, just when won- they finally
0: come out with from the vaults reserve list like i want them to oh, that's yeah. when you'll know that they've gone completely rogue
1: i want them i want this doubles masters to just start dropping reserve list cards like gilded drake boys foil it's like come on you know there's no reason for some of these cards to be on there anyway gilded drake is an exceptionally powerful card it's not game breaking
0: yeah and it's there's and no reason card to be on the reserve list that's a card that's spiked in the last year it's 175
1: dollars um, i remember getting rid of mine when it was 75 and thinking man what a good deal <laughs>
0: yeah so i guess this is the other thing with you uh graham um because uh i think we've talked about it a little bit here on the podcast that uh certain generals are more expensive to build uh did you take in that into account when you started building or did you just buy, build whatever you liked
2: uh sorry just give me a second i'm just googling the uh, uh gilded drake to see what i can uh
0: oh, see what the like... hell
2: that is. oh no god okay see now i know what i'm talking about so yeah. uh you know, that's, that's basically the whole game uh, for me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, Gilded Drake just show up in our, our one. It's a, what's the...
2: Um... Oh, no, I got it here. It comes into play, exchange control of Gilded Drake for target creature. One of your opponent controls or sacrifice Gilded Drake.
0: It's Yeah, it's a classic in the, the blink deck, right? Uh,
2: flicker it for your opponent. Because you, fl-
0: you flicker and it comes back under your control, but you steal their creature.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's uh, a funny story. One time I dropped an uh, an Ulamog on turn four against an opponent. I swung into him. All he had left was two mana. He cast Gilded Drake, stole it, swung it back at me. We were both out of the game thanks to my own Ulamog.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You deserve that.
1: I did. I did deserve it. You don't drop Ulamog on turn four. But, uh... Anyhow, back to Graham's uh, Graham's question. Yeah,
0: so mu- so the so basically, what I was just wondering is, is I I think of like Necrozar needs sort of like a classic, is you need Wheel of Fortune really to make it work. You need those seven draw seven cards that are creeped up in price. Um, did you find that you picked commanders like that that uh, were sort of like expensive to build, or do you just play whatever you like and it doesn't matter if there's a staple that's too expensive?
2: I just play what I like. Honestly, all my decks are kind of built around me going well, except for the first one, which Brian kind of helped me make. But uh, everything else is just sort of <laughs> that looks funny because at, at, at this point, I don't think I can. Like, I know I'm not going to win against a lot of people, so I might as well make it fun for me.
0: Right, and you have a right. you have a Bruna clad deck, right?
2: Yeah, that was the yep. first one. It uh, came in the the Sahili uh, commander. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's a, that's. And... A f- Fun deck. I, I played with that once and then brian was like no no this one this <laughs> one is more fun yeah, and after yeah. a while and you know, that's now, now it's great that's my favorite deck and the one i've been playing with the most because I've, I've had it the longest but uh well actually
1: yeah. i was i was quite like i'll guess i'll say the word proud of the fact that uh you showed up with the re- wrist deck and uh and no one had any idea that you built it. It was just a straight from scratch sort of grand moment. And I remember you just showed up on stream and you're like, yeah, I built this Risk the redeemed. And I was like, wow. Like, and it was, it was effective. Like it had us in a moment where we all thought we were dead.
2: Uh, The best part was I built that. I finally had enough cards that I could like pick the commander and go, Oh, okay. And just start pulling cards and seeing what worked. And you know, a lot of that was from, you know, just buying people's common collections and uncommon collections and just having cards to put stuff together with
1: yeah yeah and it showed it was like it was like a nice grouping of like not powerful like game breaking quote-unquote you know it's not like you dropped a crater hoof on us or anything but it was just a bunch of value engines that came out with a really value engine general and just sort of produced constantly and, like I said, we were there was four of us in that stream, I remember, and we were all on the ropes for quite a bit. I think I ended up like pulling it out with just a bullshit move and
0: uh through your style
1: yeah, well, that's how my work, <laughs> but uh it was it was a moment where I remember I believe it was me and Ryan who's been on the show before, were talking to each other and just saying, "I don't think we can deal with eighty six elves or whatever you had coming at us the next turn, and he was like, "No, I don't think we can like <laughs>
2: That's good because I probably wouldn't have realized I was winning unless people were talking, oh, okay, how do we deal with this uh, uh, shit?
1: Yeah, it, so. was, it was good to see you not fall into one of the, one of the traps, and you talked about the rookie mistakes and stuff like that But way back, but one of the traps sort of that new players fall into is uh, playing a game and just instead of going for a win, seeing what their deck can do. And I right. think that that's the wrong play for a new player or anyone who has, like, in my opinion, less than like you know, three or four years. It's like you should go for the win, and leave the experimentation for when you won't be disappointed with your own deck. Like now, if I build a deck and bust it out, it's four or five games before I say this isn't working because I want to see where the deck goes. And sometimes right. I won't go for a kill just to kind of see whether my combos that I put in there will work. But as a as a newer player, I feel you should always just. Go for the win, get a bit of confidence, see if the deck can actually win first.
2: Well, yeah, and I've I've been playing some of mine for a long time because it's it's kind of a challenge for me to see what I can get away with with the resources that I have, and uh, you know, try and not outsmart, but kind of out budget people and get yeah. cards that uh, you know a deck I can make that's just as good.
1: Yeah, no, I feel that I I I spent a lot of time doing that before I kind of invested in reinvesting in magic shall we say where i sort of built budget decks like my Zata deck still isn't probably more than 200 dollars, and uh you know and just
2: saw if you could make it work yeah oh absolutely i believe that one's kicked my ass a few times
1: it kicked <laughs> the, it uh it only goes one of two ways it either completely fails or uh it's gonna run you down
0: <laughs> well it's 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 an advantage to uh since it's four players, uh, the, thi- the thing in any game is, you know, if you drop one of these like super crazy expensive game winning cards, three people turn against you. So um, if you get good at politics, you can have a cheaper deck and still, still pull off quite a bit because you're not everyone's focus.
2: Yeah, there's a few times where I think people have A, because I'm the new guy, and B, because I usually have the less powerful decks, but have just kind of ignored me and gun after each other and I'll just kind of build up a board state and finally someone goes oh alright well maybe we should do something about that and that's that's usually when I think I'm doing something right
1: yeah the your arithmetics deck, deck is like Evans is one of those decks where I there, there was the first few times I played it where I thought you know I, would, I would started pointing out when you could take tokens off your general and then I noticed you weren't doing it so I realized that you were like you already knew to play the general sort of in a more Boy. passive pull him out when he needs to come out way. I thought you were just, like I said, you were like four months in the game. And I was like, oh, he just doesn't know he can take him off for any spell. And then you were like, oh, yeah, cool, thanks. And then you wouldn't remove one. And I was like, <laughs> oh, he's he's just playing it down, hoping that people don't notice he's going to burst him into the scene
2: soon. Yeah. yeah. There, well, there's a lot of times I've sent you a card to been like, oh, what do you think about this guy for a general? Or all oh, that would go, and you're just like, no, no, it's too good yeah like it'll just like it'll it'll just draw so much hate
1: it's the generals really cards in your deck are fine uh i'm under the impression that apart from lab man or like the really game breaking effects any cards really good uh in a deck but the generals draw too much heat And you the one that you had sent me specifically i believe was vile smasher
2: yeah i and i didn't think it was too crazy i just thought that's funny it is
1: funny in a terrifying way <laughs> <laughs> and especially in Rakdos, like I, I per I wouldn't even build that deck with any thoughts of winning. Like that's oh, a frustrating... hold
0: on, Brian. I need we need to stop to talk about your Rakdos deck. I just learned you built.
1: Oh, karvek, Carvick actually just got broke up.
0: It's good because when you're talking about generals that draw hate, Karvek should be pretty near the top.
1: It's well, I mean, you're talking about a guy who has a tracks and just rebuilt Riku, so I'm willing to draw the hate. <laughs> Sure. But, and Zada doesn't draw, like, the unfortunate side of playing in the same play group is that people know when I slap down a certain general, or when you slap down a certain general, or Graham does even now, you know what's about to happen. You know, uh, when you slap down Tanoa, I know I have to blow up your rocks. When I slap down Zada, people just kill my general over and over again. So it's like, there's a certain amount of hate that you're going to draw just from your deck, just from people knowing you.
0: But the suggestion for for newer players is you don't want a deck that draws hate because you'll get knocked out before you learn how to play. You want a deck that you can play. And as you said, you can go for the win because if you don't go for the win, you don't learn how to win. Um, But uh, you need something that you can sort of see how everything goes and learn the politics and survive. If you play original Kalia, everyone's going to kill you first and then you're not going to learn anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you play like Scarab God, you're just gonna die any of the gods, really, uh, except the red black one. But uh the if you if you slap down Sigarda, you're gonna be able to play the game. You know, wait, like,
0: the good the, one or the bad one?
1: Bad one, the human the human hexproof one. Uh <laughs> if you slap that down, not the not sacrifice one, that's terrifying. But <laughs> <laughs> if you slap down the bad Sigarda, you can put all the good Celestia in, which means you have white and ramp, and uh and you can play the game and win and still learn. Yeah. 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 And it won't draw and your general choices were actually pretty Bruticlad was was a fence one for me, but it drew it planeswalkers always draw more heat than non-planeswalkers, so I was glad you switched it. But Brutal was a heavy one to take on. I'm glad that you came out of it still liking the game, because that draws a that draws aggro.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Not 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 a lot of people like him too much. So okay. I'm but yeah, I think I think there was a, a podcast that said, you know, you shouldn't make it just so you can only win with your commander out. So, you know, I started putting other good cards in the deck too.
0: I wonder who that was because yeah. I definitely have decks that don't belong to that uh, that philosophy.
2: Well, uh, you know, we sometimes never said the best we followed our own philosophies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do, do as we say, not as we do. Exactly. I was like
0: My my blue phasing deck definitely like you're like never more Tanafon. Like, well, I don't have a whole lot left to do. <laughs> my
1: banding deck could not actually compete if you got rid of my general. <laughs> I mean, they take damage now? I can't survive so, this. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, it's good advice. Unfortunately, uh, we don't always follow it.
1: Uh, I mean, it comes down to you're, you're getting to the point, Graham, where I'm, I'm, I'm expecting some meme decks to pop out shortly in the next six months or so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, but I want to point out that uh, that our conversations have always been fruitful shall we say, like, uh, you know, there's never been any toxicity unless I'm drunk one way or another. Uh, have you faced, apart from my alcoholism, any toxicity in the game? Uh, a little bit. Um, like, uh, but uh, what I'm saying, before we get on that, there's a difference between salt. Have you faced any actual, like, hate or people ripping on you for being new or just trash oh, no, something wrong?
2: No, not at all. Our, I, I think our group is uh, pretty friendly. Um, you know especially those of us who kind of play around the kitchen table everybody's been actually really nice and they've been really helpful and you know especially if i missed in, in the beginning you know if i missed a trigger or you know i didn't realize how something would interact with something else you know everyone was like okay whoa, whoa let's just let's just explain this to you and let you take that back right and everyone's been uh, really cool about it that's good that's good yeah i'll be honest like
1: hearing it from that perspective because you know it, there's an old Poker adage where you only remember the pocket aces that you bust with, you know, like you only remember the times that you lose when you should win. And uh, I definitely think that myself and probably Evan feel that it's a more toxic environment than it probably is because we're we're so comfortable with each other and with right. the other players in the play groups.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, like we trash talk, but luckily Grant seems to realize that we're doing it lovingly. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> Brian not sometimes
1: I gotta get called out and it's fine I accept that the next day it's usually an apology and or a uh, hey guys I was a little too drunk last night why don't we move on (laughs) it's Uh, an experience it it's it's a fun experience I have to say that out of all the forms of magic I've played I mean the 60 card times were fun and they have the point in my life where I love them but commander definitely it's the only time I've never sold back out of magic
2: yet yeah, you've been talking about it. It's the prices are too high. Like
1: if I was yeah. someone if this was an investment, I feel I'd be looking at getting out. Because some yeah. of these cards are stupid expensive right now. Just I mean I can buy list them to a website for more than I paid for them, which is a huge bonus. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, but then a year from now you'll want to come back and be like, "Ah, damn it."
1: Well, yeah, it's not like I'll save that money and invest it in magic again. I'll just buy like a new computer or something with it. I don't know. But <laughs> But, you know, you could probably sell a collection now, get 90 to 100 to 10% of the value of it, and then rebuy when everything drops. Especially now that literally Magic is, Wizards of the Coast seems to be just printing Magic cards on bullshit just to say, like, please buy our product because
2: we cannot keep going when no one wants to play live. Um, I, I remember when uh, I first started playing... Uh, everyone, There was one of the new sets that just came out, and everyone was talking about, I, I bought a box of this, I bought a box of this, and I was thinking, okay, so like annual. Like it must be like the yearly release of the new cards. <laughs> okay, and then three months later, it's like, I oh, got the new set, and everyone's like, everyone else is like, oh, I gotta get a box of this, gotta get a box of that. Did you just see the 78 cards that have been doing this, this, and I'm just sitting there going, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, no. They're doing the math. They've been doing this for 20 something. Oh my God. You know,
1: a that's a, that's a four, it used to be, it used to be, I believe, four times a year they dropped a set. It was regular. It was like clockwork.
0: They dropped Probably. a standard set, like.
1: So every year times. they dropped they dropped a uh, an M ten or a, a ninth edition, tenth edition, whatever. But apart from that, the expansions were I believe there was four year, three year, maybe it was every four months or every three months, uh, where they would just be like, here's the blocks. There's three. There's three sets in a block. It's gonna go bam, bam, bam start the new block, start the new year, go. I think it was now, three, sets, three sets in the core set. But
0: exactly. now there's so many formats that there's – and that's the thing, I guess, is the commander can play every card, so every set can be a commander set, and that's what makes things complicated. Well,
1: also they're dropping, like, master sets, commander sets. Like, there yeah. was none of that back in the day. Like, And I'm talking, you know, 10 years, 20 years, or 15 years ago, where, you know, when I was playing Kamigawa – there was just oh, yeah. Kamigawa and then the core set. And then there was new Phyrexia and the core set or whatever came after that. I don't remember. I can't remember the way that back then. But like, you know, there was those. There was no uh, from the vaults. There was no dumpstart
0: no
1: bullshit. There was no wizards trying to take every coin out of your pocket. Uh, there was definitely no master sets. And there was certainly no commander sets. So there was just the sets and then the core set. But was there a, almost was there a spellbook
0: or... green? What was I think I think Chandra's spellbook is supposed to come out pretty soon here. Yeah, definitely. There's so many products.
1: It's ridiculous right now. It's it's off the hook how many products we have. Yeah, the the out
0: trick now. I think is is to to mitigate it is uh, if you only have a couple decks, which I can't say I only have a couple. Um, just note what you need for that deck because I have certain decks that like man, I think in like a year I've put two cards in.
1: Well, Zada is a prime. Like, I built Zada in 2016 when I got back into Commander. I might have added 10 cards in it.
0: it yeah, was- I sometimes feel I add cards and make the deck worse.
1: Yeah. There's been a couple times where I've added a card, pulled it back out, and said, You don't belong here anymore.
0: Yeah, it's like, like Well, I got be hyped because right, everyone's like, have. This card's amazing. But then I look at it, it's like, But it's not better than anything I took out.
2: <laughs> no, exactly. So, oh, so th- th- there is a ceiling at some point, I'll find it. Yeah, I just I Uh, can't find a better card to replace this one that's in here.
1: Well, I think the trick is to you'll get to the point where you'll say, I don't need to buy a box or the whole commander product anymore. Uh, All I need is these four cards. And in your case, I know you bought the uh, one of the new ones for the counterspell, and you know that's a good play. I don't think it will retain its value. Well,
2: I I didn't buy it so much for the money. I I got it for my. uh, Arixmuthy's deck because yeah. I figured it's 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 a bonus for it's one of the the places where you know your commander is really likely to be out. Well, that's true. that. Yeah, it's a lot easier to keep that spell in play. <laughs> yeah. <when you're laughs> yeah. In. true, I hadn't thought of that. Well, I put all like the lieutenant and uh, the, the, all the simic lieutenant cards in there too, like all the ones that. It's actually
1: get. a really good idea. I never so thought you, you get that.
2: a bonus for having your commander out because he comes out. You know, everything goes right. He comes out, land, turn two or three, and he's no threat whatsoever. I don't you even should. have to flip him. I can just literally just tap his ramp, too.
1: You should you should build that deck and just build it where you you don't ever actually take the last counter off your commander. Like, win without it. Just use him as a land and yeah, boost everything it's easy. Else.
0: You, play, you play against an Atraxa deck, and they do it for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> I do enough. every time. If I <laughs> see it, <laughs> it's, you're getting proliferated. Awesome.
0: I think i think i ended yeah. up with 40 counters on it one time
1: <laughs> i believe we stopped counting because he ran out of dice but it should have been in the 50s i think because that was during but my was, po- proliferate days where i was running that was the counter attracts deck but there was one that like doubled
0: counters and uh, it just went out of control
1: yeah and I, all that <laughs> was, was just proliferate. so if i played a land of proliferate if I played a spell at proliferate, if I <laughs> at proliferate. so it proliferated proliferated so I was like put more counters on a track on arithmetics, arithmetic and you were like he's not coming out anyway i said don't don't worry just keep going yeah <laughs> um that's awesome but yeah I, I feel that you're especially in your case your decks will get to the point you'll see it start to happen and morph into the point where you'll look at a set and you'll say there's nothing here that serves the purpose of this deck yeah you know? and i find it a lot now where i mean Eldrain was a prime example for evan where i mean do you have Eldrain cards in any of your decks evan
0: uh like five I'm struggling maybe? to think of one I think I got a Tor brand eventually, but I don't think it's currently in a deck. Yeah, like. (laughs) Um, I feel that
1: you were like, you looked at that set and you said, I don't need to buy a single damn card of this.
0: Yeah, like Great Henge is expensive, but I don't have a deck for it, so I never bought one. Um, Oh, I bought uh, the Mystery Clock when I finally realized how the card works. Oh, yeah, Um, yeah whatever one the mana rock that you get a counter every upkeep despite everyone confusing it with like midnight clock or whatever that gets one on your upkeep or something like that yeah, yeah um, that's much better like shuffle it in. i think that's the only card i have
1: yeah and, and i mean uh that's a great card
0: <laughs> it is but i didn't know it was good till like december and the set dropped in like october
1: <laughs> yeah no i uh, i'm a big fan of that card um uh, it's in a lot of decks uh, but yeah, so you, you know, and it, that's one of the new new player things is eventually you're going to get to the point where you realize you don't need to invest in magic in general. You can invest in it in the specific moments you want. Yeah. you and can still you, have fun. This up, exactly.
0: Well, that's the key. This
1: upcoming set. Ikoria dropped. I got one card. That's it. And it was only got gotten because of it's Space Corona or Death Corona, which is amazing. Uh, yeah. But apart from that, I don't I don't think I'm going to get another card. I'm C20, I'm going to get a few of, but, like, I look at Ikoria, and I think I could probably do without a lot of these.
0: Yeah, I think I've got, like, three cards from it.
1: Yeah, which is two more than me. And mine I'm was like, only because it's a meme.
0: Theros, I have an Underworld Breach. Oh, that's such um, a good card, though. Oh, my God. I feel God. like there's a couple more well yeah i needed it for my burn deck which i like i pulled off once and then i basically just like wrote down the deck list because i'll probably never play it again
1: i don't know how like underworld breach wasn't isn't considered like one of the best red cards ever printed that is an amazing amazing card
0: because it goes with what we talk about which is like boros and stuff that white and red you can push a card because people don't play it like if underworld breach was a blue card it would have been banned long ago. Well,
1: if if Underworld Breach was a blue card, it would never have been printed like
0: that. But but because it's red, that like puts a downside on it. So it's not I mean, it's still insanely powerful, but for whatever reason it's just like not enough people play red to actually like exploit it properly. I, I run it and is it.
1: There's no reason not to.
0: Like, oh yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> it's in Locust guide because it's disgusting. Uh now, Graham, have you have you discovered any combos yourself that you feel particularly proud about? Have you have you come across anything without someone else pointing it out where you were like, even if it's a well-known combo, have you come across anything where you're like, I figured this out? This mechanic is mine. No one helped me with it
2: no <laughs> <laughs> good answer. i wish i i i wish i could bullshit something um and i mean there's a few things that i've found that uh have worked pretty well on my deck uh, a lot of times people have pointed out there's a there's been a few times where people have have been like oh yeah that's a good combo it's a good combo yeah and i'll just be sitting there going uh, which one was that just stay, I told, hold on, I know it was good, and you know, it was I'll good, throw man. you a bone here. I need here, to know Graham. that you know that it's good. Explain so, to me how my own combo works, please.
0: I'll throw you a bone here. Uh, you just talking about, um, whatever the, the free counter spell in Commander 20 being in an Arithmetic deck is the best reason, best commander I've heard that should run that card. Yeah, that wasn't Besides people even just running it because it's a good card.
1: Like that was that right there, that moment was me saying. Oh shit, like I didn't even think about the fact that you just keep him as a land.
0: <laughs> I have an eryth with this deck and I didn't even consider it.
1: <laughs> so you've already you've already done it. There we yeah. go.
0: Because it if is. it's a land, it's not really getting destroyed because people don't play land destruction, which means you've just got a free counter spell. Yeah.
2: There we go. There's my moment. <laughs> there <it is. laughs> is my, you made it. You, you're ten on the minutes. My, my t- five minutes of fame. And I'm just yeah. I'm also trying to figure out how Underworld Breach works because you know of course I started oh. looking up a card the moment you Underworld mentioned. Underworld Breach
1: is kind of a strange card.
0: Well, yeah, it's basically you can exile cards from your graveyard and then pay the cost of the card to play it. Sort of like flashback, except it's for like anything, um, and the card doesn't go into exile like flashback. So you can just keep hitting the same card. Don't
1: you have to exile cards with it?
0: You have to exile, like, four cards. But if you have, like, a Wheel First of Fortune, again, I'll just keep talking about Wheel of Fortune, and you play it from your graveyard for three and then dump your hand in your graveyard, if you've got three more mana, you can do it again because you didn't exile the Wheel of Fortune. Um, so so I had it in a burn deck because I could hit things like Mana Geyser to replenish my lands. Um, and then I could hit burn spells. And then it you just kept going, like, there was just no end in sight because you could just keep playing, like... Uh, like um, all the red instants that gain you mana whenever you were running out. And if you played cheap burn spells like Lightning Bolt, uh, you would then replenish your graveyard. And then if you hit things like bonus round and copied spells, you were just like, you won the game. There was the no only part. problem
1: was that for each spell you copied, you needed to exile four from the yard. So you do eventually run out. It's just, it's, it's, it's not infinite, but it's enough to kill everyone usually.
0: Oh yeah, uh, like okay. uh, the thing is you just exile like, lands or whatever you discard or, or yeah you just hit the the bad ones and just like well I'll get rid of that and then you play the super powerful ones over and over. it's basically like yagmas will like
2: okay all right it's a good thing this is recorded i'll go back and listen to that two or sure. three more times uh, i'm sure it'll sink in
0: yeah so like any deck that you want to like cast things out of your graveyard and just pay a couple things but uh in exile, uh, then you'll, you're willing to do it. But the big thing is that instants and sorcerers go back to your graveyard, so you can just keep playing them from your graveyard.
2: Ah, uh, Alright. Alright, I got it now.
1: Yeah, it yeah. doesn't exile, so it's which, good. Is the, which is the big point of it is that it doesn't oh, yeah, exile the card you cast,
0: right? So exile keep... the card that you when you cast it, it wouldn't be any good. But the fact it puts it back in your graveyard, and then Underworld Breach, weirdly enough, is an enchantment, so the enchantment can allow you to cast it again, and so you just combo out.
1: So it's uh... it can actually exile three other cards from your graveyard as the as the escape cost, right? Yeah. Okay, it, is All it right. a that terrible makes sense. cost for red because you probably have enough in. It.
0: Oh yeah, you Faithless looting already into your graveyard, so you're fine.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a weird yet amazing enchantment, because it sacks itself at the end, so you only get it for one turn. I, it's weird that they made it an enchantment, I guess, so that people could kill it easier, because red has to have the downside, because they could have yeah. just easily made it a sorcery, so once it resolves, you can just do it.
0: Yeah, like but then... It takes
1: mastery almost, except with an, with an escape clause. Uh, but well, the, because they it's made an, an enchantment so that white and green can just wipe it out if they need
0: to but then because if it's an enchantment uh, like I assume it's so they didn't just have to say like until end of turn you can do this then people be like well the card wasn't in the graveyard when you cast it so it can't be triggered onto um, they made an enchantment. until end
1: of turn cards in your graveyard uh, it like, would still be fine I guess if a card went to your graveyard afterwards
0: yeah I don't know if they made an enchantment just to make the ruling easier um, but it is really strange that it's an enchantment.
1: Yeah, and that it sacks itself is my biggest. That's always been my biggest issue. I know we're off topic here completely, but still. Uh, it's always been a strangely worded character because it only lasts for one turn, but it's an enchantment. So I'm assuming it's because of the red bias where you need something to suck. So uh, you cast it, you do your first spell because you maintain priority if it, if it resolves. Right, and then
0: someone and grips it.
1: And then someone grips it after the first spell. and then you say okay cool or someone you know returns to dust it so you can only do instance uh i'm assuming that's why they did it so that red didn't get too powerful you'll learn that
0: always okay red growing is that red might get too powerful
1: yeah (laughs) i feel it's like a thought of them
0: i do too i feel like they're like part of red's theme is that it's bad well i think it's bad <laughs> like put it on the color they are like one of the emotions of red is being bad
1: yeah i think it's bad in our format but i feel that in like outside of our format like i know that it's a thing in in vintage or legacy like you played a red legacy deck
0: i played burn yeah it was awesome yeah.
1: so it's a real thing and, and in standard at times like i mean when i played standard red deck wins was like a real deck like it was it, a, you just I,
0: lost I think yeah. at least before Akoria, there was a red deck that was literally, because of like Eldraine and Torbrand, uh, just absolutely destroying everyone. So Well, that's it, what
1: the, the artifact uh, Ember, Embercleave.
0: Embercleave, yeah. I
1: believe that that was in Standard, and that's yep. where it became so expensive was because people were just running it and just murdering. And red seems to have always had cycles of power outside it, of Commander, but in Commander, it's kind of a joke. Unless you're going,
0: well, the problem is is that red, or froze. red's biggest identity is being fast, and fast doesn't work when everyone when you have three opponents with 40 life because it's not fast at winning through an alternate condition. It's fast at doing damage but you can't yeah. do nearly enough damage it's not it's
1: not it's not 120 damage fast it's, it's no fast.
0: it can be 20 damage fast to one player but yes. unfortunately 20 damage to one player and commander doesn't get you anywhere <laughs>
1: no, most people don't even blink at 20 damage well they'll mm-hmm. blink and they'll be like you're dead next turn bud <laughs> and yeah then your, your um, goblin deck can't handle the trample and you
0: so know. that's and I, I know I talk all the time That red's the best color it's, I play it all the time um, But it, it does feel like they, they have to purposely I mean, I, I've talked about it before uh, Alpine Guide is a perfect example Of how to make a red card um, Yeah, It's absolutely garbage <laughs> is
1: it, Was it ever played outside of Commander though? Like I mean, it's not played in Commander But was it a card anywhere else? It was from
0: mo- It was, it was from Modern Horizons Which is a pushed set To get cards in Modern And the card is unplayable
1: okay i don't pay attention to any other format except the whole lura span and uh so i didn't know yeah. if it was played maybe in some rogue deck or something but it felt terrible
0: never heard of it being played um it's absolutely terrible they put a crazy downside that just like the downside for graham if you don't know the card um it's it's basically a solemn simulacrum for red and when it comes in you put a mountain to play tapped but because it's red, uh, it has the thing. When it leaves the battlefield, you have to sack a mountain. And that seems and like it, a high cost. And they didn't say like when it dies, because then you could like copy it with like, or uh, flicker it red, or whatever. One of the red copy spells that gets exiled. They're like kiki jiki, and then it wouldn't die. No, no, no. It's leave the battlefield. So if you copy it with kiki jiki, you get another mountain, and then you have to sack that mountain too. <laughs> oh, uh, it also has to attack every turn. It does. yeah. Uh, so that. It'll in theory swing out and die, and you'll lose the mountain you had for I don't know one turn. <laughs> yeah, it's,
1: it's a. I think it's a three, three for 4 So it's a slight step up from uh, solemn. Yeah, in power and toughness, but not enough to make it worth running a, a three-three-four. Like no, no it's a
0: classic classic red card. They're like, we'll get it, get a mountain, and then they'll be like, that's too good. Let's give it a downside, and then let's give it another downside. <laughs> <laughs> Because red red has to be held back. So is there much.
1: anything you've noticed, Graham, that you want to point out or that you've seen through play that uh, maybe we were wrong in or maybe we were right in or maybe that you've noticed that we haven't talked about? Anything that you've picked up on in Commander or Magic that you want to talk about?
2: Um, I think a lot of it, especially where I kind of suffer personally is. Uh, in timing and politics. So and I think that comes down to a lot of not knowing what some of the cards do, which is yeah. Yeah, that, right? So somebody can have a few, the, somebody got, you know, like a few things on the, somebody can have a few things on the table and the other three players all know what that plus that, plus that, that, that other thing that I hadn't looked up yet do together. And, you know, everybody knows it. No, nobody talks about it because everybody just knows and they can see that. And I have absolutely no clue. So like, and so everybody's playing with that shared understanding and I just, I either play something that breaks it completely and just fucks everyone, but they don't realize it yet. Or, you know, somebody doesn't point it out to me or, you know, I just, I I miss things.
1: I I do want to circle back to what we've talked about before where it's okay. And we've talked about it in past, Podcast, I mean, not tonight, but uh, it's okay to ask the table at times. Oh yeah,
2: oh absolutely. I know that
1: you've one hundred percent done that, where you've said, you know, guys, if something needs to die, what is it? Actually, the other night we were playing. Yeah. Were you in that game, Evan? Where I was playing a uh, Teneb, and I had like the Macias lock. Probably it was like Macias and Shieldred, and like everything at hexproof with the with the business board.
0: Yeah, I was in that one.
1: And like one of the, I think it was uh, Merck, one of the guys on uh, on Discord was saying what do I need to kill here and <laughs> yeah. that's like a moment where you you know it's okay as a player to say I don't know what needs to happen somebody tell me what the best course of action
2: is
0: yeah and we've talked about the thing you got to consider is that everyone's going to tell you what helps them best but sometimes it's pretty obvious that it's like well even the person who has the card that needs to be destroyed will be like yeah it's obviously yeah this like, <laughs>
1: yeah at that point it was like I didn't even say a word because I was like, all of these are bad for you. You need to pick one of my cards. I'm just hoping you don't pick the right one.
0: <laughs> it, in that situation, it's the, the business bore for fake names. It's archetype of endurance. Um because when all your stuff is hexproof, no one else can deal with your board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think
1: yeah. he I think he he wiped things over a certain power, I can't remember what he did. And then he removed Micaius from the game, which is which is the play. Like Yeah. If business board can't be exiled, you you exile Micaius. Uh, tip. Hot tip for everyone who plays Magic. Fucking kill Micaius. Uh, well, not kill no, him, did, exile him. No, exile him. Yeah, yeah. Although he doesn't bring himself back, so who cares? But yeah, you get rid of Micaius as a, a general rule.
0: In a Teneb deck, he's
1: coming back. Though. Yeah, okay. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <much. laughs> Teneb <laughs> likes to re- re- recur. Uh but have you, anything else you want to talk about Graham like what do you what do you what have you been, been your impressions of commander so far
2: um I think it's fun i I like the the, the sheer depth of it like there's I, th- I think it's more complicated than the other formats because you know I, I had a few moments where I was like okay this commander thing is fun like how would I how, how does this version work maybe I'd like that better or this one or that, or that one and you know I bought a few like just pre-made 60 card decks to try and get my kid interested and play with him. And, you know, it, was, it, it all just kind of came who's, back who's to crackling up there. up
0: there. That's somewhere in Graham's background there. He's got like a drum beat.
2: Oh, hold on. No, You're good now. You're good. Oh, sorry about that. No, I think it's okay, it was this like, is a was live podcast.
0: We're not be- editing that out.
1: Yeah, no, we're live. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not doing Maybe. any editing here. Uh, continue Graham. Sorry. Uh, my apologies. You're talking about 60 card
0: decks for your kid.
2: Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, you know, I, I got experimental and we tried some other formats and, you know, I just came back that commander was the one that uh, I don't know, was the most complex and I think the most fun, cause there's so many different things you can do. And, you know, there's things that I can discover, like it, it's so varied that there's things that I can still find. Like I can, find a combo that maybe nobody's thought of yet or because you know that card wasn't you know hasn't been used in 15 years and really nobody would think to do it but i'll do it just because i don't know better my, almost my
1: best so. piece of advice is to troll the to sort of invite a troll i should say not troll but troll the 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 old sets and yeah. kind of in like that prophecy urza block tempest and find those cards that they haven't changed the rulings on. Right. And so sort like, of look for those really messed up cards, you know, like uh, hatred, for example, where pay X life, target creature gets plus X plus O until end of turn. That's a really broken card.
2: But nobody's really noticed yet.
1: Well, people um, notice, but it's not a card unless you're playing a certain deck archetype. No one throws it in, but it's actually a good card anytime you have lifelink.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's actually. I would, as you were like, no one's discovered, I was like, hatred's a well known card, but you know what? I think I've seen two people play it in the last yeah, year. Yeah, I,
1: I owned it and I traded it to a friend of ours, uh, or well, gave it to him, and, uh, and he plays it, I'm assuming. I don't really see him too much on Discord or anything, uh, but it's like. Me and another guy, and maybe one other person. I think there's three in our play group who have it. It is a well-known card, but it's not a well-known card in terms of people
0: expecting. It. No one expects a hatred. I think it's because uh, black is too busy focused on other card combos, so no one remembers the classics. Yeah, but
1: I mean that's the same style. Like like even something as simple as like a raging goblin, a one one yeah. for one, you know, uh, in a goblin deck isn't is is a piece of material you can use to build off of.
0: like I I was like hatred because someone will eventually go um how much life do you have how much more Pat life do I left. have than you yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so what do you act
1: when you hear that question you're like oh, I'm dead
0: <laughs> yeah when they're like swing and you're like no blocks and you're like oh, okay what's your life yeah you're like 17 it's like okay so you'll have like 10 yep. left yeah <laughs> it's
1: like, one of the uh, hatred, one of the plays so I built a deck it was a play it was a 60 card deck and I know we're getting off top again but I, I just love the idea of hatred so uh, the deck was uh, raging goblins hatreds uh, lotus petals and dark rituals
0: yeah
1: and all you did was you hoped for turn one to draw the god hand of the swamp lotus petal dark ritual dark ritual hatred Raging Goblin, so five cards and you just win the game.
0: Yeah, because Raging Goblin's got haste, and you
1: yeah, only
0: and have, you have to pay nineteen
1: life with hatred. So yeah, you, you the play game. the Raging Goblin, on turn one before they've had a chance to play anything. You know, you wait for them to respond with Force of Will. If they oh. don't. You kill them. <laughs> if you're like Dark Ritual, Dark Ritual, five mana, hatred, swing for twenty. I'm at one. You're at zero. Game over. <laughs> And it was like a, I think at the That'd time it was like a one in like seven. I don't I don't remember. It was like a one, It was actually decent. It was like I think it was like one in seventeen chance you could do it or something, or yeah. one in seventy. I don't know. Decent enough to try.
0: My card suggestion for Graham uh, is to go make Karovic's spite work because I know you don't know what that card is.
2: All right, hold on. How do you spell Care- Isn't an you, amazing card. How do you spell <laughs> K-A-R-V-E-K? Uh, K-A-R-V-E-K. I don't know. K a r v e k. Spite. Caravix. Spite. 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 I thought it was All Alright, hold on. Sacrifice all permanents. Discard your hand. Target player loses five life. So, that's... Come
0: on. (laughs) If you beat someone with that, it's amazing.
2: If if you (laughs) kill someone outright, it is an instant. (sighs) Yes. So, I just have to get someone down to five life or less. It's sort of a you've got them on the ropes card. I like it. Yeah. That's
0: um, funny. Well, one, one way you, you can try to win with like barren glory in that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a little, <laughs> it's like I want to see someone in like a game of four and someone swings at someone and they're like, Kervic spite, I don't care. You're out of the game before me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> everyone's left the guys at five or four they're just like yeah you're dead i'll die too but you're dead
0: yeah i'll have no permanence and i'll have no hand but at least you died first <laughs> at
1: least it all goes down the way i wanted it to that would uh, be I, hilarious I, yeah i was thinking the other day Love too it. actually uh about uh sun forger yeah so the, it's an artifact, gram. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's a pretty popular Boros one, which means you
2: probably haven't seen it because Boros. Which
0: popular. means it's not popular because all popular. I've
2: heard for the last year is Boros is terrible. So, <laughs> so this nobody plays Boros. So. This artifact oh. is pretty
1: much the only reason people play Boros. Uh, so it's a it's a four drop artifact, I believe, that has an equip of four. It's a three drop that has an equip of four, I believe. Yeah. And so it's a, it gives your creature plus 4, plus plus 0, which seems pretty good. Yeah. Real power is that you tap a red and a white, unequip it, search your library for an instant white or red card that costs 4 or less, and cast it for free.
2: Huh. If you have the right card so, in there, that's a little broken. Most yeah.
1: people use it for, like, Teferi's Protection.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, Boros Charm. Uh, Boros Charm, things like that. I want to see someone use it, with the lapse of certainty, the memory lapse for white, and put the card back on top of someone's own library to win the game. Just be like, swing with my team. I'll cast a fairy's protection. Response, unequip this, put that on top of
2: your library, lose. A target <laughs> spell. What kind of target spell is you know? this? Spell's kind of this way, put it on top of this, on this library. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that's, that's half my game right there.
1: Like I said, that's, it. that's it. okay. It's actually, I, lapse of certainty, I actually think should be in white decks more often.
0: Well, like, any counterspell in white's hilarious.
1: Yeah, anytime white counters your spell, you, you <laughs> get a slow clap, because... It's not what's expected. ...canatite and... Laugh well, there's, like,
0: there's, like, and rebuff the wicked. There's, like, three of them. Actually,
1: uh, Dawn Charm also does the same thing as... Rebuff. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, but, uh, but they're still not played very often, so... No. uh
1: Dawn Charm should be played more often, because it's either regenerate a creature, fog or counter a spell that targets permanent you control. Like, that's not a bad set of... Rules. Yeah, that's true.
0: And it's probably 10 cents.
1: It's, it's a nickel. Like, you can probably go to the store and <laughs> you say, can I off have it's 10 five sense. of these? And they'll say, yes, you can just take them because we have
0: 400. Uh, I feel like we're way off topic, so I feel like we should wrap up and have Graham present uh, his gift to us. Is
1: true. Is there anything else, Graham, you want to talk about, about
2: being a new player that we uh, may not have covered? I mean, I just, the, the only thing I say is just, you know, it, it seems really intimidating at the beginning and it's still intimidating a year later, but if <laughs> you know, it's, but it, it's super fun too. And like, don't but let that prevent it. you from, you know, getting into play. Even if you're, you know, an old fart like me, you know, you can still pick it up and play it and it's still fun.
1: Follow up question. Do you feel it was easier because you were an old fart? Um, well, I believe you're, I believe you're <laughs> at my age which is yes. a little bit older than Evan. Evan is the youngest yeah. in our crowd. I
0: mean, I'm not that young, but I'm young compared to you. Well,
1: well <laughs> Evan, in my eyes, you're forever young.
0: I think I'm six years younger than forever you. Forever young. You.
1: <laughs> forever young.
0: Hey, hey, we don't have licensing for that song.
1: We can use it for the purposes of oh, it was, uh, it was parody.
0: Pr- for parody. Parody, I forget. Yeah,
1: yeah. The, the way Brian sang it was definitely parody. We can, we can also <laughs> use it for the purposes of judging it, like for uh, for oh,
0: well, that was that evaluation. was a terrible performance.
1: Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, so yeah, sorry, Grant, back to you. Do you feel a bit easier now or back when you were, say, twenty-five?
2: Probably back when I was twenty-five because I had more disposable income and more time to read rules and devote to you know just do you feel you would have felt better now
1: or back then with critique
2: oh definitely now okay definitely now i've I've, you know i probably would have been way too yeah i won't say exactly how many years ago because that would give away my actual age now (laughs) but um you know i i would definitely be a lot more try hard and less more like you know now it's like all right well shit if this is the one night out i get a week um you know i'm gonna have fun yeah, you, I, you know, know what, I, I feel I, I gotta make it have fun.
1: I feel the same way, and I know that uh, Evan has sort of a jump on us because of his significant other. also playing Magic, but uh it does help. I I feel that I'm the same way where, especially if I'm sober, it's just a night out. The boys come over, I go over to your place, Evan, and we've, we've gone over to your place a few times where it's just like, we're just gonna have some fun, we're gonna have a night out, we're gonna have a good time and just throw some cards around and hope really for me, my goal now isn't and, I mean, that's sort of my goal now. I don't want to jump off it too much. But even when I play outside of kitchen tables or wherever I play, my goal isn't to win. It's to, to make sure I don't lose because of, like, the chance of having a shit draw. Like, I want to lose on my own merits or your better merits. I yeah, want exactly. your deck to outdo me when I tried my best uh, or me to win because you tried your best. I don't want you to have a shit draw and lose the game. Or vice versa. I don't want to draw two lands, keep it, and that's the only two lands I draw. Like, I want us to have a good fight and whatever deck wins, wins, and let's have a good time about it.
0: Yeah, it's like uh, you you want to beat everyone on the best terms, but not in, like, a competitive way, I guess. Like, everyone gets to have fun and do the thing that their deck wanted to do.
1: You kind of want a competitive nature, but you don't want it to be, yeah, you don't want it to be, like, See, well, you don't want, like, stack, you don't want,
0: smokestacks yeah. to come out.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, is that really competitive, or are you just a piece of shit? But, I mean, you know, incels will be incels. But uh the the whole thing for me is it's, like, if I lose and I still got everything that I wanted and the deck fired the way it should have, is that even a loss, or is it just showing me that I have a problem with my deck? Yeah, or is it I me mean, you built better? Like... Like I said, with that that wrist game against you, uh, Graham, like I really felt that was your game. Like I know we're going back to it; no one saw it except the people who were in. It, but like, it was a really classic kind of magic game where someone was in the lead, and it took a monumental effort and a randomly good draw to to stop you. I believe it was route. I think I routed you.
2: Yeah, yeah, that
1: was it. and and uh, and, and it's just like one of those moments where you say like this is where it all fired. Uh, Was it a good game or was it a random draw? And in that sense, I feel that it was a good game overall. Yeah. Sometimes you play a deck and you say, oh, I lost because of this. And you can legitimately trace it. But a lot of times I feel it's like, I just want to play the game to see how it fires, see how it goes, see how it it flares up, see where the problems lie.
2: Yeah. And I I, I was pretty proud of that one because it was the first one that I'd really kind of just sat down at the table and, put together without having to, you know, piece together together us- over 6 weeks cuz I had to buy cards and, you know. That was
1: on the ropes. Like that wasn't it wasn't even a thing. Like there was there was moments and I do wish we would have recorded it or something or more people would have saw it, but there was moments where I like I said me and Ryan were talking and Ryan's no slouch and you're sitting there saying, "How do we deal with this deck that we've never seen before? We don't know what your next card is. If it's if it's Triumph of the Hordes, we just all die." If it's, you know, if it's, if it's overrun, we all die. Like, yeah. how do we deal with what's happening here? And it turned out you never drew what you needed to win. But like, there was moments where we all just sat there and said, all three of us die next turn unless we deal with what Graham's doing. And that's, mm-hmm. I think that's sort of, even if you lose. Oh, I had fun. That's kind of, and that's kind of where you want your deck to be, where, you know, you want the other players reacting to you.
2: Yeah. You know? that, that, you're in the driver's seat, that means. And I thought it was hilarious that I lost, because I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna win," and then obviously I didn't. And it was just, "Oh, it was oh a my moment. God! That's that, that's really funny." It was a moment oh. in time where you just say, "Oh, that's
1: what happens when this." Yeah,
2: deck. and, and I mean, it was like, that "Oh, that's a good card. Way. I should I I should have one of those in this deck." Exactly.
1: And that's how you find those cards: is where you say, "Oh, wait, that just fucked me over."
2: How can I that's use it on someone else? In
1: card. <laughs> That's actually how we discovered Elish because now, I don't like I said, I don't pay too much attention, as you may or may not notice from these podcasts. I don't pay too much attention to new sets. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah remember, like got we that. Have a new set. I say, should we? Okay, I'll look at it Oh time. yeah, it's,
0: it's you like scrambling last minute to read. Yeah, half yeah, like the, the day care.
1: of I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have a little list. <laughs> But obviously, I, w- I didn't do a podcast back in New Phyrexia. But for about a year, I had no idea a card like Elish Norn existed. The, the Praetors weren't on my radar. And then someone dropped it on me. And I said, what the fuck is That's a board wipe. Like, did you just wrath? They're like, yeah, except all my creatures are better. And I was like, oh, my God, I need that. <laughs> and now I have, you know, my wife bought me a, you know, the, the Phyrexian mana one. And it's like all of a sudden, it's this
2: very shiny of one my, of my life. Yeah. Well, that's I remember you, that may sound. you. You you use that on me on my apostles deck, and I was just sitting there going, "Well, well, shit, I can't like it. I, I can't play anything." The, and then yeah. I bought one and I put it in Reese. Sitting there yeah. going, "Oh, yeah, that's funny, oh, awesome." Yeah. <laughs> you, it's know? A
1: brutal, you know what you should put in Reese, and uh, this is my suggestion for most uh, tribe decks: get an obelisk of Erd. All right.
0: Yeah. Get a dollar.
1: Uh, and yep. You will not regret that card ever. In a wrist deck, you will never regret Oblivion. You cards. will
0: cast it for free in wrist, basically.
1: Every every time you cast it, it will be free, 100. Uh, percent It has convoke.
0: Uh, Use tap creatures. Uh, oh,
1: that's hilarious! I just looked it up. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Anyway, Graham, I, like uh, I didn't mean to get off topic. Like, like, like Evan said, he's obviously tired because uh, he's a he's an old. It's been a long week. Okay. For the young one hes o- okay, one. Evan. It's been a long <laughs> week.
2: Okay,
1: bud. Uh, only
0: one of us in this podcast is unemployed. Actually,
1: actually, two of us work in healthcare; the other one does not. Let's talk about long weeks later.
0: Uh, yeah, no, it's been it's been rough. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh,
1: all right, bud. You have you have you have, uh, you have uh, some generals to present to us, Graham.
2: Yeah. All right. So I was. Uh, uh, I was on an EDH rec looking up uh, cards, uh, you know, generals I could give you guys that might be fun. And I finally noticed like the salt score.
0: Okay. That yeah, they yeah.
2: give cards. Yeah. I like so a, yeah. Yeah. so I, I looked up the uh, the four oh, saltiest no. commanders <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> that were on the list that were legal because there's uh, the, the, the two top ones are leveled and Iona and yeah. they're, well, they're banned. So I've got four of them just so you've got so I, I want you guys to build the saltiest decks you can, like the just
0: oh
1: no, most
2: horrible, <laughs> degenerate. I feel i feel
1: you, I'm gonna win this one, Evan. You
2: never play yeah, them in real life because everyone, like people, would just get up and call you an asshole to your face and so walk out.
1: Do we get to, to pick one of the four? One of the four. Okay, perfect. Just, right. just
2: to make it so that everybody isn't just putting the exact same cards. I love this. Into I love a deck. Right a All, right. All right, one so of the four. Your options are. Uh, Ginja Taxis core augur. <laughs> so sure. flash at the beginning of your end step, draw seven cards. Each opponent's maximum hand size is reduced by seven. That's yep. awful and amazing. <laughs> um, and Grand Arbiter Augustine the oh, Fourth. No bride made that. Yeah. White spells you cost, blue spells, and spells your opponents cast all cost uh or no, yours cost one less to cast, blue yep. and white and your opponents one cost more. one more. Yeah. All right, and then we have a Hakori Dust Drinker. Yes, Uh, lands lands don't untap during their controller's untap steps. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player untaps a land he or she controls. That one's mono white. My God, yeah, it's uh, two and uh, two white. Yeah, I looked at that. I'd never heard of it either. It's like, oh, that's illegal. I actually never heard of that card.
0: Oh, I know it, but nobody plays it because it's just an asshole move.
2: Wow. Yeah. And then the last one is uh, Vorinclex, the uh, the voice of hunger.
0: <laughs> well, I have to say, unless I talk about it officially, I built a hypothetical Vorinclex deck at like the start of this quarantine and posted it so, up on our Facebook so, page.
1: So all we have to do is just say you just can't choose Vorinclex.
0: Yeah. Um, what was the one? Right. Ishras Helix. Someone told me to put in the deck because it's like an artifact I've never seen, and it's for X tap X lands, but in Vorinclex. Uh, uh, your lands tap for additional. So what I could do is like Brian's upkeep. I could go, uh, Brian tap ten lands, and Brian either taps them for mana, which ices them with Vorinclex, or he just doesn't have lands for this. <laughs> wow.
2: Well, if, or you could drop it. The next one down on the list is uh, Narset Enlightened Master.
0: Ugh, all so. of
2: these decks are the worst piece of shit generals ever. I love. Absolutely. I love. So this just. One the worst and maybe post them on the Facebook page and we can vote on like which one's like, just yeah, the, I think maybe
0: that's what we the should do.
2: Most awful. I like, worstest, that idea. like
0: I like that idea. People we'll, would we'll
2: just, up. yeah, like, you'd win, but people would just spit on your deck, like literally right. spit on it on the table.
1: I, I feel that's what we'll have to do. We'll have to let the public choose what yep. we build. When we post yep. this episode, we'll post it with a poll and just be like, which piece of shit move <laughs> will we make? And I do that's, think we also talked fun. about Grand Arbiter before. Cause I have had a Grand Arbor deck. It wasn't built to the point where you could say you're the worst asshole. It was
2: just built to a point where you say, You're an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there's there's no there, there there's no like budget. Just you know, whatever hypothetically would work.
1: I love it. I love it. Perfect. Thank you, Graham.
2: No problem. Just uh, give into the dark side, guys.
1: <laughs> That's the first time this has ever happened, actually. Most people limit us. This is the first oh, time no. I ever said, Go bananas.
2: You're unleashed,
0: unleashed. yeah.
1: yeah. It, it's, this is where Brian's dark side just comes out. Like this is, he may have the edge, but uh, Evan, yeah, I got faith in you. All right. I got all right. Faith in I'll him.
0: channel my <laughs> inner Brian and build a piece of shit. I have
1: no faith that Evan can get this right wing. Uh, I feel that it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do want to point out that you can find us on uh, a whole bunch of platforms. So we're on uh, we're on Facebook. You can search us up EDA Direct. We have a page there. We have a website being built very slowly uh, by Evan. It turns out I'm I don't gonna... know what I'm
0: doing yet. I, it, you can go to it, um, and it doesn't have like, anything on it because I'm not sure what I'm doing yet. It's my project for this week.
1: <laughs> uh, you can also find So that'll be edhrec.com. It is in the works. I'm doing this solely to force Evan to do it.
0: Uh, yeah, Now I'm going to have to have something on there by the time this drops. Yeah, Thanks I'm going to post it like this. week <laughs> so need to get it up. Uh uh you can also find us on
1: Twitter at edhrect one of us will respond hopefully it's been uh, me lately because Evan's just been so busy uh and <laughs> it's unbelievable I, I do love ripping you over there uh, <laughs> and then uh, you can also email us at edhrect.gmail.com and then we also have a patreon which is patreon.com/edhrect where you can go and tune in right now we've kind of suspended all the patreon levels if you go at 5 bucks or above, you get an invite to be on our show. Uh yeah, that's
0: basically where you're at right now. Yeah,
1: it's, That's where it is. So and you can join our
0: Discord a, and play magic against us.
1: Yeah, you get a Discord invite immediately. We're going to give you a shout out. We have some shout outs. We also oh, yeah. again uh we have two shout outs. We have one that we forgot and then we have one now. So big shout outs to uh Sean and Zach. Thank you both.
0: Yeah, we're we're on our show. we're rushing out our our uh our reports on the sets and then we we miss them so
1: yeah it's it, been it's been a bit of a clusterfuck as you can probably expect <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, and so but both of you thank you both Graham of course is also a supporter and thank you Graham for being on the show oh my pleasure guys it was a blast no, it's, it's always a good time I mean this is what we're all here for is just to shoot the shit fuck around and, uh, hang and talk as a, that's what Commander is really at the end of the day it's just Let's just shoot the shit and sit around and see what, a, see what happens, you know? It's a social format. Yeah, yeah. It's way more of a social format. But uh, you can find us all there. Feel free to check us out, like I said, if you, if you hit us up. with the, We'll send you the Discord event even if you're not a patron. But uh, yeah. patrons get invited on We're the show, picky. get to be added, get to do all sorts of things. We have a pretty big event coming up with the, uh, with the brackets that we'll be releasing soon.
0: Yeah, we're, we're going to finally uh, make do on our promise from the new year about uh, doing tribes. Um, awesome. Brian has a pretty crazy idea we're going to pull off.
1: We have a pretty ambitious idea, I feel. Uh, we're going to try to break it up into brackets and then have guests come on and argue like in a in a debate-style format for their tribe. So you'll be pitted against another guest, and <laughs> we're going to take the best sort of combo of the two and say – you argue yours, he argues his, or she i don't want to you know I don't want to do that
0: but is, uh, is does uncle Isfan, uh count as a creature type?
1: Uh, unfortunately, I believe he was reverted to human Darn. <laughs> I'm going to look that up now, but uh no he is he got he got altered like 10 yeah, years I thought, ago I thought he got, I thought he got altered to human, but uh is so the yeah, best creature type you'll jump on you'll you'll debate whether yours is better than the other one and why. There's going to be three judges, myself, Evan, and then we have a guest, uh, one of our friends who is super deep into vintage, is going to help us out because of his in-depth knowledge. And uh, we're going to decide which one wins. We're going to do one per bracket level. There's a lot of brackets. we got a lot of time to go through this, and we have uh, a lot of shit to sort of unpack. So uh, it should be fun, I think.
0: It should think- be fun. It may turn out to be nothing like what we just described when it all falls apart, but that's yeah, our I mean- current goal. <laughs>
1: I mean, this is the point is, is you tried. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. In fact, Graham knows. We gave it the effort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the old college try. Well, we sort of rolled the dice and whether it came up okay or not, it's what's going to happen. Uh, yeah. Graham, hopefully you can come on for one of them. that'd be fun to do. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime, We're guys. For some return, It doesn't matter if you've been on the show before, if you want to be on the show, if you're not a patron, if you are a patron, uh, patrons will get priority, but, if you're not a patron, it doesn't matter. We want you on the show. We want you to hear what you say about your tribe. And let's see how it works out. Let's see how the dice roll. Just uh, apart, apart from, from that, everybody. the ones that aren't featured will be voted by the community. And then they'll advance in the brackets. And we'll move up till we have a champion in each bracket. And then who knows what happens. There's three yeah, brackets. we haven't thought that far ahead. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's literally like 100 tribes. So we'll see how this works out. <laughs> All, right, All right. So that's the end of our episode. Thank you for listening. Everyone, from so uh, myself, week so. from someone, say their name. Evan Graham. Ev, there we go. <laughs> uh, thanks, for you. Have a good night. See you later, Graham. You want to say bye? Goodbye.